Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. You guys are going to love this skincare, skin healing, holistic episode with the amazing, beautiful, lovely founders of Clear Stem Skincare. They are so fun. We actually had a really, really good time. And we're diving into skincare from all the angles, like mind, body, soul. And we're talking about the beauty industry in general and all the conspiracies around that. We're talking about what's giving you acne and skin issues and how to be your own advocate to heal. I actually love the Clear Stem Vitamin Scrub, you guys. It's my favorite thing ever. It's made my skin so smooth. It like, I swear it activates the collagen in my face. It's just like my my skin is just looking so much more vibrant and just glowing. And I, I love their powder sunscreen as well. It's so good. I'm obsessed. So you guys are going to love this. If you haven't tried Clear Stem, like get in there, guys. What are you waiting for? Everyone is using it. Okay, so let's do just the tip, the chakra tip of the week. Let's talk about gut health, you guys. So we're going to be talking about gut health in this episode. We're going to be talking about the foods that you eat. We're also going to be talking about the connection to stress. An important thing to really note when it comes to gut health is the connection to our sacral chakra. What I've noticed in my life, I used to have really bad gut issues. It was affecting my skin. It was affecting my hair. It was affecting my moods, my hormones. I had like yeast issues. And of course I had to switch up the foods I was eating, the products. But the biggest thing for me was doing a guilt and shame detox. I'm someone who used to just like, that was my shadow. You know, everyone has their crutch or their you know, their one shadow that, or their one story that just keeps coming up for them. And mine is always around like guilt and shame. And I can take something that has like nothing to do with me and make it my fault. (laughs) That's my superpower. But once I really started healing that and healing my sacral chakra, that's when I saw so many shifts and I was able to just switch into more ease and flow, which allowed me to make better choices around my food, around my products and everything as well. So If you are someone who resonates with that, if you're like, yes, I'm always walking around making myself feel bad for things that are nothing to do with me or things that I did like years and years and years ago, then this is for you. Do the guilt and shame detox. Literally write down everything that you are ashamed of, everything you're making yourself wrong or bad for, and literally forgive yourself. Write a forgiveness letter to yourself and read the list over and over again, read the forgiveness over and over again until it no longer has an energetic charge. It will feel icky. It will feel gross. You might cry, but I've been doing this with my clients for years and it freaking works. We actually have like a little mini version of this on the rituals by chakra girl app. It's literally called sacral chakra guilt and shame detox. I'm pretty sure. And if you go on the rituals app, if you go to the different chakras, click on sacral chakra, it's in the sacral chakra section and you can do that ritual. It's super life-changing. Like that specific meditation completely changed my life. So if you want to get on the rituals app, go to chakra 
rituals.com. And also on the rituals app, I just created a bunch of new holiday rituals that are super fun. We have a mindful indulgences ritual, a holiday chaos calming quickie, a pre and post party ritual. There's new money rituals. We just did a rich housewife energy. We're also doing a holiday hangover ritual. So we're going to be dropping new rituals all week and next week and the following week, just getting you all zenned out during the holidays. So go to shockerrollco.com. You get a free seven day trial of the app. You guys it is life-changing. And if you want to get the annual membership, I'm going to give you guys 15% off use code podcast. This is also a great gift. You guys, if you have friends who are in the meditation world, if they are taking their spirituality to the next level, if they're just starting to meditate or starting to get into mindfulness, a lot of us have friends who are like just getting into it now. This is a really great gift for them. So you can go to shockerrollco.com. You can get them the annual membership, get the 15% off with the coupon code podcast, and you can gift it. So there's an option there for you to send it as a gift. So what a fun thing to gift you guys. You could like give them like a little crystal and then like write in the card that they also have access to the app. Then you can download it for them and it'll just be a great gift. And then you, you guys can ritual together and hold each other accountable and just make it fun. So there's that. Okay. Also you guys, I told you guys a little while ago about this like weird angel visitor I had that was sent from 12th dimensional Metatron. It's, it's a whole thing. Now I had another download in the middle of the night, all these like floodgates open. I channeled something called the quantum transcendence method. I have really gone through so many shifts this year. And I feel like this whole download that I had kind of packaged it up into a bow with all the lessons that I learned. And now I'm going to be sharing it with you guys in some way. I'm going to be doing, definitely be doing some kind of free training on it. I really don't want, I've really been resisting turning into like a course or a coaching situation, but I might just do it. I like created like a page, like an information page on it just to see how it would feel. And I'm still on the fence about it, but it's kind of funny. I'm like, I swear I fucking like retired from this stuff, but now the information just coming in and I'm meant to share it in some way. So I'm still sorting out how I'm going to share it anyways, but it's, the, tra- the quantum transcendence method is really about like shifting your perspective into feeling satiated, knowing that you've arrived now into higher alignment. So many of us have been doing ascension work and we need to just acknowledge we've arrived. We're good. Like we don't need to keep like thinking of life and thinking of our lives and thinking of ourselves as incomplete, like deciding we are complete now. And when you do that, that's when all these quantum possibilities become available to you. They don't come available to you from wishing and hoping they come available through being. So we're teaching you how to like calm your nervous system. We're teaching you how to like embody the state of like creating and receiving channeling like your highest purpose and accessing that 12th dimensional guidance and just that flow. And when you do so, like it changes everything. It changes the way you look. It changes the way you feel. It changes your money situation. You get so many ideas, you guys, the downloads and the the transformations and the manifestations that have come through for me are so huge. If you're on my mailing list, you will have seen that all of my favorite worlds are colliding. It's like a huge surprise that we're unveiling in January, but I previewed it to my mailing list. But anyways, I don't know exactly what the quantum transcendence method is going to look like in terms of how I'm offering it to you guys. But if you are interested 
just DM me and say like QTM or quantum method, quantum transcendence method. It's just probably just easier to DM me and say QTM. I also have a little link to the page I created. Like I said, it's not set in stone, but I've already had applications come through. (laughs) So I'm still deciding. People are like wanting to join my program that I haven't even decided if I'm making it into a program yet, but I'll send you guys, or I'll post you guys the link in the show notes to the quantum transcendence method page. And there is a link for you to apply. And just through the application, I'll be reaching out to you, seeing exactly what it is that you want to heal and, you know, helping you come up with some ideas and determining how the quantum transcendence method would be the best way to be delivered to you. And then I'll fucking give it to you. That's just what we're doing. That's what we do here. We channel from source. We give it to the collective and we just all thrive. That's what we do here. All right, loves, let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have two very fun, lovely, smart guests with us today, Danielle Gronick and Kaylee Clark. They are the founders of Clear Stem Skincare, which has been everywhere lately, and I can't wait to talk about it. It is an anti-aging and anti-acne skincare line with zero hormone disruptors, zero toxins. And the why behind the brand is that anti-acne products age you and anti-aging products cause acne. And you know, we love unveiling a conspiracy and, you know, serving it to the man. So I've been using clear stem, loving it. My skin is fantastic. I get a lot of compliments on my skin. You guys know that. And now you know why. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate you. Also, like what an intro. That was so much fun. It's <laughs> my special. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. So we did some, we did a little workshop before we started recording, trying to find the sun, moon and risings, because I know you guys, all the listeners love this information. So tell us your sun, moon and rising ladies. All right. So my son is in Taurus. And this is, so you know, voices, this is Kaylee speaking. <laughs> oh yes. Hi everyone. This is Kaylee. My birthday is April 23rd. So I'm a Taurus with my Leo rising and a Virgo moon. Ooh. And Danielle. So my birthday is nine, September 8th, 84. And my sun moon is Virgo. My ascending is Gemini and the other one is Aquarius. Oh yeah. Your moon is an Aquarius. Yeah. Your rising is Gemini and your sun is Virgo. We yes. love, I love whenever I get in a conversation with someone and they ask, and then they just go off explaining it. I'm yeah. like, tell me more. So let me do that for a minute. So you guys have both have earth with the Virgo and the Taurus, which is so good because that keeps you guys grounded. And the earth is also very like detail oriented. So Virgos are very, I would say they're meticulous. Like you guys don't leave any T's uncrossed and I's undotted. Like everything is pristine. That Um, is a fact. Yeah. (laughs) And then Leo rising. So Kaylee, do you like the attention more? Like, do you like to be kind of more like out there? 
Yeah, I feel like I always have from a young kid. I was yeah. like dancing around, performing. I had a podcast for three years. I'm yeah. on social, so <laughs> that would be accurate. That's the Leo rising, which I am also, hence me and the way I am. So <laughs> yes, we love that. And then Aquarius moon is like, almost like when Aquarius is your moon, it's like, the shadow side of Aquarius, which can be a little bit like emotionally detached, but also deeply emotional. It's like you have deep emotions, but you don't really like show them. And then also like loving going down a rabbit hole is a very Aquarius moon vibe, Danielle. Okay. I do love rabbit holes. I'm a bit of a science nerd. So, well, a lot of science nerds. So if I like see something interesting, I will cancel my day to go down a rabbit hole and ask everyone I know who's related to that industry for information on said topic. So (laughs) love that. Okay. Yay. So what is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Ooh, I'll go with this one. Okay. Daily ritual that I'm obsessed with is the five minute journal. Mm. Everyone's kind of heard of this before. I know like, like Tim Ferriss talked about it and a lot of other, a lot of people have like talked about it over the years, but it is truly the most powerful way to spend a couple minutes in the morning. And even if you forget it in the morning, just doing it at any point in the day or revisiting it any point in the day is so grounding and impactful for me. Um, I've gone through phases where it's like, oh, I'm out of it and I need to order a new one or like I'm traveling and I don't have it. So I've gone through gaps where I don't have it. And the difference is profound. So I've been using it for over over five years now and I don't ever want to stop. Okay. Do they ask the same questions every day or is every day a little bit different? Well, it gives you a different prompt every day, like, you know, a little thought to noodle on or a little challenge or whatnot. But I don't find that the biggest deal. So the the reason I like this particular journal is because it primes the brain, the brain to decide what would make it a good day and then to go act on it. It literally makes it like what it says, like what would make today great for me today? It was like slave Pilates (laughs) and then like have a great podcast episode and then like eat super clean so that it makes it really, really simple so that your brain doesn't like forget what you just said. And it can like absolutely focus on getting that done. Mm. And then at the end of the day, you do a reflective part, like what made today great. And then you can just do this like reflexive circle where it's like the thing you started out to do. And then it was great that you did it. So it's just this whole, like very logical pattern of intention that I find really, really useful. Okay. It's funny because that's what I do without the actual five minute journal. (laughs) Like I'll write down at the end of the day, like all the things I'm grateful for. And then in the morning I write down my intentions. Like I write down like how I want to go through my day. I'll be like, I want to have an open heart. I want to be non-judgmental. I want to be, I want to have fun. Like what is like the energy I want to embody? So it's kind of similar. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I think knowing what works for your brain, like figuring out what works for your brain and your processing style is critical. And then just sticking to that, whatever it is. Exactly. Kaylee, how about you? That's a great point, Danielle, because I'm very visual and auditory. I did the five minute. I actually, this is an amazing reminder because I want to get back to the five minute journal because it's just amazing accountability. But when am I non-negotiable in the morning? And I notice if I don't do this, I feel very just so like not in alignment for the day if I don't do this. So when I wake up, 
I either lay in bed and I don't check any texts first. I lay in bed and I just visualize what I'm going to do that day. So I might take a quick glance at my calendar, but then lay in bed, close my eyes and just visualize getting up, working out the flow of the day, how I'm going to go through it. Sometimes I do it laying in bed. My part two of that is I love a morning beverage, like so much, whether it's coffee or tea, like whatever I'm in the mood for. And I really need slow connective time in the morning. And it doesn't have to be like an hour long routine, anything like that. It can be literally 10 minutes, but I need to make my morning beverage and either go on a walk or sit on the couch, enjoy it while I'm visualizing my day. It's so important. I notice on the days where I like wake up and I do accidentally see texts, my brain just starts going and it jumps right to that. And I feel very out of alignment for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I love, so I love the visualizing, but I also just love the intentionality of like deciding how the day is going to go. Like that makes it so important. And I find that the beverage is a physical anchor of the intention. Like it, it activates your sensory system and it almost like makes it real. That's so true. I didn't think about that. Yes. I love the ritual of having that anchor to it. Yes. Okay. So you guys have probably answered this a million times about how you guys got started, but I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I usually ask about your like spiritual awakening or like your wellness awakening and how did that happen for each of you guys? And then how did that kind of like kismetly bring you together to create ClearStem? Oh, I love this question so yeah. much. Okay. So I heard two questions. I heard spiritual awakening and then wellness awakening. Yeah. Whatever resonates more with you. Okay. So, um, okay. Wellness awakening was for me. So I, Kaylee and I both struggled with acne really, really bad. That's how we got into this. Mine was significantly worse. Mine was almost as bad as it can get. I had like grade four cystic acne, face, chest, back, thighs, like you name it, right? It just runs in my family really bad on both sides. And it was very, very detrimental to me growing up. It really hit when I went to college and then it stayed, it stayed horrible throughout the entirety of my twenties and into my early thirties. So During that time, though, I was studying genetics, biology, immunology, and I really wanted to go into medicine. But because I was working with so many different doctors and dermatologists and trying to get to the the cause of my acne, and none of them could answer any basic questions about why it was happening. I'd come with a list of questions like, hey, what what basic stuff too? Like when I drink alcohol, I notice it's worse the next day. Like, why is that? just basic questions like this and none of them can answer really anything they'd be like oh there's no white paper on this one of them actually told me that diet didn't matter and I'm like you're out of your mind so I lost all faith in western medicine and so I didn't go I didn't pursue a medical career at that time but the only options that I was aware of for acne was antibiotics spironolactone they were constantly switching my birth control and then eventually Accutane I had to do Accutane three separate times And my acne acne still came right back. So that was my sickness journey, if you want to call it that. And then the wellness awakening happened when I finally, after the last round of Accutane failed, I went, I found myself in esthetician school at night because there was no other avenue to learn the information that I was seeking to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was like, screw this, I'll I'll figure it out myself. And I was looking for classes or like some, some place to learn this. And there just wasn't one. So I wound up having to enroll in school. And when I was there, there was an aha moment 
like a wellness awakening of the teaching acne was the medical profession I'd always wanted, but didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. um, so that was when the light bulb went off and the corporate world was like dead to me and there was no turning back. Mm -hmm. And then from there, dove into like learning about the vitamins that can help or hurt acne, learning about digestion, learning about stress and your mental state and how that affects your hormones. So that was a hybrid of a wellness awakening and inherently a spiritual awakening. Yeah. So that really, really helped. And then being able to help other people and being an esthetician is extremely intimate. You're touching someone's face mm -hmm. for like an hour and they're coming to you from a state of acne specifically, which is so vulnerable. Yeah. So the, the spirituality of that work created a spiritual awakening that um, stuck with me and is like the part of the best part of transitioning into this career. Yeah. And I honestly feel like you said people that are drawn to beauty and whether it's hair or skincare and are performing those services on people. I feel like these people in past lives were, are healers. Like they, you are a healer today, but in a past life, like that was the path. And it's kind of like come up in this lifetime in this format, because I feel so many people that are really deep into spirituality started in either like beauty or hair or even fashion, like any of those really kind of like artsy things where you're making things pretty because making things pretty is really like healing things. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's infusing your energy into the real world. Yes. It's an act of manifestation. So mm -hmm. I, I completely agree with you. That's beautiful. Kaylee. So mine is a, is a three, is a three part. There's a high school, a college, and then a twenties part to it. And I think it's so impactful. You asked this question because I do think relating to the wellness journey with people listening is a lot more impactful than just the general building of clear stem story. So thank you for asking this. I think a lot of people can connect more. So firstly, in, in middle school and high school, I've always felt in tune to my body before I knew it was being in tune. Like there was no words to it before people were calling it being in tune with their body. I was a very competitive athlete. I was a competitive cheerleader, played field hockey and ran track and pole vaulted. And I very quickly noticed what I ate for lunch that day would have an effect on my energy levels and how I felt later in the day at practice. And so a lot of the diet culture things in high school, I would kind of try to take part in and I couldn't because my body would physically give up on me later. So I very quickly realized I had to fuel my body in a specific way with real food. So if I was eating packaged food or hundred calorie snacks, you name it, I would just die later in the day. And I would not have the strength and energy for a tournament for a four hour practice, you name it. So I noticed that part. Secondly, in college, I started to have a lot of different health issues arise for a solid three weeks straight. I was waking up every single night at around two to 3 a.m. and actually throwing up like what I ate for dinner. And it would like, it, it would wake me up and I'd have to run to the bathroom. And I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, you just have really bad acid reflux. And they gave me three different prescription medications to be on. Wow. And the only thing I said is they're like, oh, you know, remove fried food from your diet and take these three different medications. 
And I did. And then after a few weeks, it just didn't feel right to be on three different prescription medications as a 19 year old for acid reflux. It just, it didn't compute in my brain and started doing a lot of more research. So I just changed my diet to not have the acid reflux. Part three to that, when I was in my mid twenties, I got off birth control and I was about the worst case scenario for that. I was already acne prone and my body went into toxic shock after my hair started to fall out. I lost a ton of weight and my skin broke out with bright red cystic acne all over my skin. And I didn't know about naturopathic medicine quite yet. So I was going to every doctor, dermatologist, esthetician, and the only solutions I was given was go back on birth control because quote, that was the only way to balance my hormones is what I was told, go on multiple rounds of antibiotics or go on Accutane. And at this time, it just didn't feel right to me. I'd also gone back to school to study holistic nutrition around this time. And it just, it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's actually when I found Danielle, um, because I found her clinic through all of this exploration. But those are the three really wellness awakenings in my life where everything just started to make more sense. And before there was even like a gluten-free or this or paleo and all these names put to things, it was just about what I was putting in my body and how I would feel and the outcomes it would have on my body. And I feel like the parallel between both of your stories is that no one was going to save you and you had to do the research yourself and you had to do it yourself and you had to almost like trial and error, like test the things that worked for you and didn't. Yeah. Cause I feel like any advice, like back in high school, it was like advice in magazines, right? We all went, read Cosmo. By the way, like, have you looked at those? Like I was Googling like the Cosmo, like Cosmo girl, like that with Cosmo girl was a thing for girls. And it was like, how to make him like you. And it's like so bad. It's like, it's awful when you go back and read it, but we really didn't have solid resources to go to. And if we weren't following that, we just had to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more in like the beauty industry and the loop that it puts us in. You mentioned, and you guys have this as big part of your brand is that like anti-acne causes, or sorry, anti-acne causes aging, anti-aging causes acne. And like, obviously my brain's like, they're doing it on purpose. (laughs) They want us to like keep buying stuff, you know, it's like, so it's really interesting that like you guys came up with this solution and that is in its way, like so disruptive. And you guys are like really drawing attention to the way that this system is operating and, you know, providing that solution for people. So has that kind of caused any like hurdles for you to jump over? Yeah, it definitely was a hurdle. The concept in general hasn't been done before. I think Neutrogena tried, they dabbled in this concept like 10 years ago and it flopped because it, it's Neutrogena. It's not what they do. They they have like their drugstore type. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's drugstore stuff for a specific consumer. And that's that you like, this is a totally separate concept, a different way of thinking about skincare entirely and a different way of approaching acne entirely. So the hurdle was, well, first of all, you have to use specific ingredients per the FDA. If you're going to be in the acne space and a lot of them are toxic. There's the, the, the list of ingredients is so outdated. Like, and it's stuff like coal tar is on it. Like stuff that you're just like, what is this? 
So that hurdle is one, but we do like the ingredient sulfur. So we do use that and that helps stay compliant, right? Um, and sulfur, like, so that's like something that we found a way to incorporate that was within our brand ethos. But then the anti-aging component as well can be confusing for people because they don't quite understand what it is about anti-aging products that's breaking them out. And it's poor clogging ingredients. It's the filler agents. It's not the the marketing ingredients. It's not the peptides. It's not the all the, the nice anti-aging ingredients that you hear about. Those are still good. But the real problem in the industry is the, the filler agents and the pore cloggers. So the hurdle has been education, but we knew that was the hurdle. We knew it was the necessary thing to deliver to our customers first, like our core product is education. So um, as far as the challenges we've gone through, it's educating on what the real issue is demonstrating proof of that, helping people figure that out for themselves. Because everyone who's gone through acne has been gaslighted a million times. They've been disappointed a million times. They've been told conflicting things by everyone. Like the acne sufferer has been led astray many, many times. So we have to help people understand that what we're explaining is accurate by showing them themselves. Like we'll be like, here's this search function that we created where you can check your makeup, your lotion, you can plug the ingredients in and it will tell you if there's a pore clogging ingredient. And then here's the like the verification as to why that is. So if people are like, oh my God, that makes sense. I thought it was my moisturizer. I just didn't know what about it was breaking me out. But now they know, you know, right? So like giving people the education and the resources to test things for themselves has been, I think one of the bigger challenges, but the one that we were the happiest to rise to. Um, and that's what's created a lot of brand loyalty for us too, because people know we're not full of shit. Yeah. So where can we, where are we finding that information then? It's on our website. We have a pore clogging ingredients list. Oh, okay. It is the best resource because we understand, you know, we get on podcasts or panel sessions or educating people and we're talking about all these pore clogging ingredients. What we don't want is for people to feel complete overwhelm. And it's like, well, well, wait, how do I know? And then which products? And then just causes a spiral. And that's what we don't want. So we want to provide education with solutions to it. So on our website, we have our pork clogging ingredients list where it has them all listed out, but also a little search bar where let's say you have a moisturizer because moisturizer is a big thing that breaks people out. It has a lot of pore cloggers. And so you can go to the website of where you bought the moisturizer, copy and paste the ingredient deck, put it into the search bar, click search, and it'll pop up red. If there is any pork clogging ingredients, it'll tell you which one it is, but you always want to check down below for the full list too. But that's a great way. So um, yeah, anything that's thicker is going to be more prone to having pork clogging ingredients. So so a moisturizer, a, a liquid foundation versus a powder foundation, things things like that. Those thicker conditioners have a lot of pork ingredients. So we'll, I mean, so it'll break people out on their neck, back, and mm-hmm. their face where they sleep. Wow. Okay. So on that tip now, I'm curious, like makeup, what are you using for foundation then? Are you using powders? Yeah, we love a brand called Priya. It's spelled P-R-I-I-A and it's made by another acne specialist like me. Um, so she'll never reformulate with with pore clogging ingredients. And then because it's so acne safe, it's also totally non-toxic. The ingredients have an anti-inflammatory property, which makes them anti-aging as well. So it like, we love that makeup. The concealer and the loose powder from that line is all I use. Okay. Um, Cause your skin, your makeup looks so good. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's amazing because it's great. You could it's buildable coverage. So when it goes on, it's a nice layer. But I've used it from my everyday makeup to like an evening out or a photo shoot, and I just layer more, a little more concealer too. It's it's incredible. What are your thoughts on oils for, like, for oils. on your facial yeah. facial oils? So pros and cons to face oils. There's a lot of oils that are not acne safe and that's the problem. So a lot of people who are acne prone, the oils one, the oil might be bigger than the actual pore. So the oil will get in the pore, clog it, and then have to be physically extracted out. So it causes acne. We're not huge, huge fans of oil, just plain oils drenched in your face in general for someone who's acne prone. Just because someone who's acne prone is typically a little more oily in general, and they don't need to be adding a ton more. So there's really pros and cons. Some people absolutely love it and it works really well for their skin. That's great for the acne prone people that we talk to a lot. It's more, there's a long list of ones that are not acne safe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. On that, I'd love to elaborate on that a little bit. So not all oil is pore clogging. You, you were led to think that because in marketing, in cosmetics, they'll say oil free, trying to capture that acne customer. And it's based on a fear that isn't well understood, right? So there's a ton of different oils out there and there's a comedogenic rating scale. It goes from zero to five. So if something is comedogenic, it's going to break you out. If it's non-comedogenic, it should theoretically be acne safe. And a lot of oils are, they're in the middle. It's not black or white. So for example, coconut oil, something that's that thick and it's like a wax at room temperature, that is way thicker than our natural oil. So it becomes pore clogging. Coconut oil topically is a five. It is like the worst oil to put on your skin if you are acne prone. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. But then there's other oils that are a zero. There is non-comedogenic as water. And those can be things like safflower oil, hemp oil, rosehip oil, 
um, even castor oil, even though it's thick. So people, there really is more to the oil conversation. It just requires a lot more digging than what the average person is interested in doing. Okay. So um, yeah, it's that comedogenic scale that we go by when selecting or avoiding certain oils. Okay. So can you just explain what, is it comedogenic? Uh, comedogenic with an comedogenic okay and that means like acne causing it means it'll uh, the technical term for acne is a, is a comedon like a clogged pore is like a comedon so that's where that comes from oh okay learning there's, there's a new term that's been circulating in the media because I mean, I love that you said that, Amber, because a lot of people don't know what non-communogenic means, but it's put on marketing and labels everywhere. And people are like, I don't know what this means. There's a new term that's circulating called, what is it? Non-acne, I'm going to butcher it. Non-acnegenic. Non-acnegenic, that's it. So if anyone sees non-acnegenic, it is the same thing as non-communogenic. It's just making it a little easier for the brain to understand because a lot of people don't know that acne is a, is a clogged comedone and acne genic. It's, you know, connecting with the brain a little bit more. People just understand it. So non-communogenic, non-acne genic, meaning not going to, not going to clog the comedone, not going to cause acne. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So I want to talk about like the root causes of acne and like other skin issues. We talked about like the digestion side of things, diet. Um, what about like the emotional side of things? Like my like intuitive, like side of me that wants to connect dots all the time when I think about, and I don't want to make this blanket statement and offend anyone. But when I think about people that I know that like suffer from acne, it's like, they seem like they're more high stress people or maybe people who are a little, like, I feel like it could be like insecurities. It just feels like it's like something, some kind of emotion on the inside that's like showing on the outside. Like, is that accurate? I wouldn't simplify it to that extent. So, and acne is very stressful. So if you're going through it, you're going to show it too. So it's like a chicken or the egg situation there, but stress is absolutely a trigger for acne, but it's not the main culprit. So Mm -hmm. acne is genetic. It's something called hyperkeratosis. So we produce more keratin protein than people who just don't break out at all. So our pores get clogged more easily naturally. Mm -hmm. And we generally have a little bit more oil. So those two factors make us get clogged really easily. And then you add the fact that almost every skincare product has some form of pore clogger in it. So if someone's using like a sunscreen or a lotion or a makeup, they're really likely to get acne if they're prone to it genetically. So there's that, that component is like what makes someone acne prone, but then there's a million other triggers. Stress is just one of them. To your point though, I do think that when you are very, when you're carrying along around a lot of emotional trauma and active emotional stress, it will show up in your body in some way. And if you're acne prone, it will show up in your skin. A lot of people that suffer from IBS and gastrointestinal issues, that is often linked to a lot of emotional trauma too. So it will the body keeps the score and trauma is going to show up in whatever area of your body is the most vulnerable to it. Totally. The intuitive link within there is inflammation. So if you are dealing with depression, anxiety, high stress, any of these, 
issues. It causes inflammation in the body and acne is an inflammatory condition. So it is something if you're already acne prone and you're using products with pore clogging ingredients and you're really stressed, like it's just that one added thing to everything else that's going on. That's not allowing the acne to heal. So if you're making all these little changes, but your stress is still really, really high, your inflammation is still really, really high and your cortisol, which is throwing off hormones, which is also connected to acne. So it's one of those things that's connected in this, in the spider web of acne. Totally. And I feel like I have, I've been told that I have like early signs of rosacea and I can tell like when I'm super stressed and it, a, it affects my digestion. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if it's the digestion that's affecting the skin or if it's the stress that's directly affecting the skin, but I feel They're like all connected. it's all connected. Yeah. Yep. 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 Stress affects digestion, digestion and stress affect the skin. They're like, it's exactly. literally yeah. all connected. Well, and your body I- is a giant feedback loop. It's multiple different feedback loops at all times, affecting each other at all times. Like it's a giant feedback feedback loop. And then like my doctor was like, well, that the rosacea, he's like, well, it's not even my doctor. It's like a skincare person that I saw, but, but they were like, oh, it's like spicy food, wine and sun. And I'm like, okay, well, if I can't have those things, then what will I do with my life? up the body. So it's yeah. not like you can never have spicy foods exactly. again. It's one of those things like making decisions based on what type of stress you're under yeah, at that exactly. time. So yeah. then when I deal with the stress, like, so then like, I just was playing around with it a little bit and I was in a place where I wasn't stressed at all. And I was like, okay, let me try this. Let me try that. And I was like, okay, like it, I'm not having a flare up now because I've dealt with the stress and like the stress just like amplifies everything. So it's wild, but I'm loving. Okay. So I want to talk now about the products that I'm using for said problem that have honestly made such a big difference. So the vitamin scrub, I have them all with me because I wanted to remember the name. So the vitamin scrub (laughs) is so good. I feel like it like buffs my skin. And I think from what I've heard with like rosacea or like redness, it kind of like breaks it up a little bit. Right. So it can rebuild. Is that the purpose? Um, so a physical exfoliant, like a scrub is going to stimulate collagen. Think of that, like exercise for your skin. It's like daily or every other day. It's safe to use, you know, as frequently as you want, but it's like, it's getting rid of the dead skin cells on the top, which then sends a mechanism down below to produce brand new fresh skin. So when you, you know, say you were to scratch your skin or exfoliate it off or scrub it off, whatever. Ever. whatever you remove, it sends a message down below to replace that with brand new skin. So you're keeping that collagen regeneration process um, up to speed and, and flowing. You're telling your, your collagen to keep making new collagen because you're getting rid of old stuff. So out with the old, in with the new. So that is what a physical exfoliant really does. And then it also allows for better penetration of your other ingredients that you're using. So the other like healing agents like peptides and stem cells and and botanicals, those can actually penetrate and interact with your skin in a meaningful way so that they're doing their job. So that's what a physical scrub does. I wouldn't consider it like breaking up rosacea. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite think of it that way, but you're, you're hijacking and directing the healing response to be at maximum speed. Okay. Love that. And then I use the bounce back serum, which I love. What is it doing for me? (laughs) 
That one is the most regenerative serum you'll ever find. Okay. So that one has collagen. It's not embryonic. There's no fetuses involved in any of this, but it's um, donated purified human tissue that has been basically distilled down to its collagen fibers. So it's, it's, it's collagen media essentially. So it's like tiny little bits of food for your skin where it knows exactly what it is and it puts it right to work creating brand new skin. So we use that in our bounce back serum and in our cell renew serum, but also in bounce back, why it is like so regenerative is because it has three different targeted peptides. Peptides are little messenger proteins that deliver a message. In this case, it's telling your skin itself. So it's repairing environmental damage, UV damage, uh, stress to the skin, even if it's from an internal source, like something from like something rosacea related where it's coming internally, but it's irritating the collagen in your cheeks. It's calming the inflammation and then telling the skin to repair itself and then feeding it what it needs to repair itself with the stem cells. So it's like, think of the peptides as like traffic cops or like air traffic controllers. And then the stem cells is like the perfect skin nutrition to rebuild itself quickly. Ooh, and it just like feels, um, my scientific term, it feels nice too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, okay, we always, we always formulate with joy of use, oh like we, like efficacy, non-toxic, acne safe, anti-aging, but also joy of use because I've, I've bought products from brands I respect that are $150. The ingredient deck is great, but they're sticky and they smell and I hate using them. Like, oh, like, the, the, BR, like the BR stuff, the Biologique Recherche smells like legit dog food. And I'm like, oh, I, yeah. I can't with it. Like, I just can't use it. It makes me sick. I, I get into bed. My husband's like, ew, go over there. <laughs> like, um, yeah, okay. Don't want that for any of our products. <laughs> okay. This, like, I want to eat. This is the Hydra Glow moisturizer and it smells like blueberry pie. <laughs> yeah, we that's our cult favorite for sure. It's if someone comes to us and they're like, what's the one thing I should try from Clear Sun? That would be the one thing. Okay, that was gonna be my next question. So good to know. And I, I agree because like you said, that joy of use, like it's, it's going to make you want to try everything else because it feels so, I don't know, my, my scientific terms again, it feels so soft on my skin, but it is, it's like silk going on your skin and we three different types of moisturizers in it. Um, moisturizing molecules that way it's the immediate hydration and moisturization to your skin, but also all day lasting and all night lasting. Cause there's a lot of people and a lot of moisturizers that you'll use and you'll feel like your skin is dry again in a few hours. So yes. we make sure we hit all the points with that. Okay. And I need to like rewind back to the donated stem cells situation. Like what is like, <laughs> like, okay, how does one become a stem cell donator? What is going on here? It's just a, it's just a clinical process. You know, stuff like this is actually the industry standard. Yeah. Uh, no. So and, I, and I know that I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not weirded out by it at all. I'm like, if it makes my skin look good, give it to me. Um, yeah. I mean, think of it like about. if you were Think of it like if you were going to get um, a wig, would you want synthetic hair or human hair? Like, I, wear hair I wear hair extensions, human hair. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, And then and plant stem cells have their place too. We use those in a couple of our different products and they act just more as like really robust nutrition. Whereas the collagen stem cell media, if it's in a serum like that and you're rubbing it in the way that you're supposed to, it really does penetrate in a different way. And it's because those two products, the Cell Renew and the Bounce Back, 
those are the ones that have the collagen um, stem cell media in them. Those are the ones that, because it's a serum, it's a little bit thinner. It's meant to interact with your skin in a much more permeable way. Um, mm. So that's why we insisted on using on using those in there. You'll also see this type of thing called EFG, epide epidemial growth factor, sorry, EGF, epidemial growth factor. You'll see it listed a bunch of different ways and it's all pretty much the same thing, but it's very much a clinical process. It's it's like sharing is caring kind of thing, right? No one's harmed. There is no embryo amniotic baby, nothing to do with embryos, Okay. anything like that. I know people that's where their first thought can go and I, it's actually illegal. So it's literally not a thing. It's not a thing. Okay. So I want to talk sunscreen. I have yours. I'm going to admit I have not tried it because it's winter here, although it's sunny. Should people, should wait, do we still need to wear sunscreen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just because the sun comes out doesn't mean there's no UV damage that's going to happen. But we are probably the only skincare experts that will tell you to get out in the sun and our bodies need sun. Hey, okay, I'm so glad you said that. That's what I wanted to talk about is like, there's this whole... Yeah. I mean, like one side of like the like spiritual woo, -woo people are like sun your butthole and get out in the sun as much as you can. <laughs> and like, but then, you know, obviously like, like a lot of the, even like healthcare world is like, stay out of the sun. So let's talk about that. So here's the thing. A lot of the root causes of skin cancer is from people, well, one, using chemical-based sunscreens, which we never, ever use. We only use physical and mineral-based ones. So dousing their bodies in chemicals that are going into their bloodstream. And when you're using sunblock all day, every day, all over your body, you actually cause a resistance to the sun and makes it so if you ever do go out in the sun without sunblock, your body doesn't have the natural protection mechanism anymore. So it is really important that your body gets sunlight without it being completely coated in sunblock. Now we love SPF for our face because UV damage will cause micro damage to the skin, leading to faster development of wrinkles. That is so important, right? So we love wearing the hats. We love covering our face. We love the mineral SPF and just being mindful of when the sun is just blaring down your face at the you know strongest time of the day for the sun. But as far as the rest of your body, again, we like covering neck and chest. Those are really thin areas of the skin. But for the rest of the body, it is very important. Our bodies get sunlight because that is the way that our body converts vitamin D in our body. It's the way our body helps regulate hormones. So it is a very important function of our body. We need sun the same way we need other nutrients through, um, through foods that we're eating. It's a different absorption system our body needs. Mm, okay. And so with the, you are sunshine, it's, got, it's kind of like a tinted sunscreen. It's like a sheer tint. So with sunscreen, you want physical slash mineral sunscreens okay. and that relies on zinc or titanium. Those are the two things that make sunscreen mineral or physical. Okay. So and zinc, so zinc is the best because it's actually anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. uh, that's actually what diaper cream is made out of. So zinc is the best. It's anti-inflammatory and it's a physical shield, but zinc is a white powder. So that's yeah. why most people don't use it because it just leaves you chalky and white. We tinted it to neutralize the white. Oh. So it's not meant to be anyone's color. We're not like in the makeup industry yet. Right. Okay. But it's, it's meant to be a sheer blur effect that makes zinc 
appropriate for any skin type. Like, and it's 21% zinc, even like LTMD and like some of the other like zinc sunscreens out there are only around 10%. Ours is double. So well, the protection I, is insane. And I have, I can't remember what the exact ingredient is and I'm not trying to like slam anyone, but I've heard that that LTMD one has carcinogenics in it. And I don't know what exactly it is or if I ha- we haven't looked at it for that. Okay. Some of their items are acne safe and some of them just aren't. And it's just one of those brands that if a brand is not formulating to be hundred percent acne safe, then it's really hard to trust it. You have to then check every single product. For example, their tinted SPF has one of the worst pore cloggers ever. It has isopropyl palmitate, mm. but yet one of their other sunscreens is acne safe. We have not scanned it for anything carcinogenic, so we can't comment on that. Okay. Got it. So with the sunscreen, are we still putting moisturizer on and then the sunscreen or is the sunscreen acting as the moisturizer? Cause I'm always like, okay, now I'm putting like 10 things on my face. Is that normal? Great question. So moisturizer is very specific. If you, the rule is if your skin is dry, hydrate it. There is right. no wrong way to do moisturizer. You're better off being over moisturized than under moisturized because dry skin is dying skin. Just think right. of it like that. Dry skin gets UV damage faster. The cells don't, they're not as plump and juicy. They're not operating as well as a hydrated cell. And that's what we want to avoid. So if your skin is dry, by all means moisturize. And that could mean using a serum because the serums are hydrating. They're not lotions, but they are hydrating. So you could just do like, I don't put lotion on in the morning because I tend to be more oily. Mm -hmm. So I do a gentle cleanser in the morning. I do two. I actually, I mix our cell renew and our bounce back. They're compatible to mix. So I just do like a nice little serum concoction. Then I put the sun, the sunscreen on the UR sunshine and that's enough for me. But if you're in Canada, your climate's different. You might need some hydroglow under that. And that's totally fine. Okay. Okay. For example, I'm a lot more dry. So I have to have the hydroglow on before I put on SPF. And they are two different mechanisms for putting on. For instance, with serums and moisturizers, you're going to want to rub in a little bit more to activate and really get it in there. For SPF, you're not going to want to spend as much time rubbing it in. It's going to be like a pressing and rubbing in because you do want it to sit on the top of your face. You don't want to work it in the same way you would work in a serum. Oh, okay. Good to know. Okay. So I want to pivot a little bit and chat about the business side of things. So you guys are self-funded, which I love. I would love to know what are like, and you guys are like, you guys are everywhere. Like every influencer is using you guys and like loving it. Like I can, like you can tell when an influencer is actually using the product that they say they're using, or if they're just like, oh, look what I got. Like people are using it and loving it. So I'd love to know, like, what are like three to five things that you feel you did from like a brand perspective an awareness perspective or like a business standpoint that allowed you to see the success without having to rely on investors? I love that question. Any business owner knows that margin is the first and it's the king, right? So margin is critical because that's your operating budget. That's your marketing budget that's how you're going to pay yourself. If you make a product for, if you sell a product for $20, but it costs you $12 to make, you don't have a business. Yeah. It costs a lot of money to operate and to market. Right. So we are fortunate enough to be, have done such volume from day one because the product was great and people were buying it in bulk and repeat buying. So we were able to get and 
have our margins be high enough and our volume be strong enough from the get-go to be able to reinvest steadily. And then Kaylee and I both believed in this so much that we didn't take a paycheck for a very, very long time. We both, I own San Diego Acne Clinic, so I was busy building that. Right. Um, and that was my source of income. And then Kaylee had another job as well. And that was her source of income while we were getting clear some off the ground. So we were able to reinvest everything from day one. And then we took like pennies per salary for when we did start taking money, we took very, very little um, and just like got scrappy and made it work. And we were just really frugal with, with everything. Like every dollar mattered. That's just what we did. Yeah. We didn't run ads even for the first few years. So as a brand that's thinking, you know, I really want to get off the ground, but I hear I need to dump so much money into ads and being pushed towards this. So what we did work on was building a really strong network of ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And at first it was just us connecting with a lot of influencers in the wellness space. Like we really wanted to work with people that had built strong communities of, of they're trusted by their community. They, they don't recommend a ton of products. They only recommend what they love and use and is really trusted. And we turned that into our ambassador program. So we actually have a process for being accepted into our ambassador program. We're very specific about who we bring in because we're, these are very trusted people in the social media space that are educating about ClearSim that are sharing about it and sharing how much they love it. So we do only work with people that regularly use and genuinely love ClearSim. We don't want anyone that has only used it one time or never uses it to just talk about it. We want it to come from such intention and passion behind it. So I think we worked really hard on building a company based on education and value and then attracting in ambassadors, influencers that are building their companies the same way. So it's really aligned in their communities the same way. Yeah. And I feel like integrity in general is just like the undertone of everything you guys do. And that's like the number one most important thing. Every decision we make, Danielle and I chat it through and we're like, is is this us? Is this our brand voice? Is this the community we built? Is this the best thing for the community we've built? And we, we talk about that through every single decision and make sure that what we're building is for the people that need it. Yes. Almost so. to the point where it's painstakingly slow and it takes forever <laughs> to do something. Just our, our basic boxes. When people order a product, we're like the only company that doesn't have a custom box. We're fixing that. But we, we spent Kaylee and I talked about it for yesterday and this morning and then looped our team in this morning to go over the messaging on the box. We are a little bit obsessive with the detail, but it's better to be obsessive than to be nonchalant about the details. Yes. Yes. We'd never want someone to see anything clear stem related and be like, Hmm, this doesn't sound like clear stem or this feels strange. Like we never want that to happen. And so yes, painstakingly, sometimes it could just take a long time to make sure we're operating in that alignment with our community. Yes. Okay. I have one more question because I found this so interesting. You guys went to therapy together and I love this. I'm actually in like the startup phase of another business and it's with three other women. And I've often thought like, how is this going to work with these different personalities? So I'm like, did you guys like, were you proactive and being like, okay, maybe we should do this. Or was it like, okay, we need to like figure out how to communicate better. 
Um, it was definitely like it, we're at the point where we needed to figure out how to communicate better because our brains are just so different and we were coming across more high stakes like issues right and um Kaylee was about to move so we weren't going to be able to be together as much so we were just like okay we definitely want to get ahead of this and and have this journey be as healthy and as peaceful and as just like growth oriented as po- growth oriented as possible and I'm a big believer in therapy so I and I am in a business group where everyone has a coach for everything and everyone has a, I've heard of people having a co-founder therapist before. And I was like, that sounds great. We should totally do this. So that's where it came from. And then we keep him on retainer and the whole team joins in. And um, he also helps us navigate challenges as we scale and how to get on the same page and just how to communicate. And if there's anything that like a communication that was weird or didn't end well, or didn't get you the result you wanted, like language and tools to be like hey can I clean this up with you like non-threatening tools to really consciously be on the same page and communicate with people because that that's what we all need and that that's what makes every team efficient operate more efficiently and more healthfully and then we take those skills into our personal life too so it's just like the gift that keeps giving I love that and I'm definitely going to be adopting this with my- it was the best decision I mean think about it a lot of friction in any relationship yeah. and this is a relationship with Danielle and I it's a co-founder relationship it's a business relationship friendship everything mixed in feels like family and one of the one of the biggest things that deteriorates a relationship is just lack of communication mm-hmm. and people hear things differently people interpret things differently Danielle and I were even talking about this morning how there was one word in our messaging that we both literally heard in different ways mm-hmm. you know like we both had very two different interpretations and think about what could spiral from something like that instead of us hearing each other like this is how I'm hearing it this is how I'm hearing it okay like let's let's talk about this let's figure it out and just when you come from a perspective of let's figure this out together because we're seeing it differently rather than like, this is me, this is me. And like, just create like a friction. It's it's amazing. It allows us to grow from things and learn more about each other rather than it turning into something negative. Yeah. So true. I love that. And I just need to say again, like what you guys have built is so amazing, so inspiring. And I can just tell by the way you guys talk about it, the the integrity, the heart, the soul that's in it. And I know like you think that everyone would have that, but they don't in their business. (laughs) And like, you can tell, like, that's why I really feel like the people that have that longevity and that like long going success is because their hearts and their souls and their integrities in it a hundred percent. So very, very inspiring ladies. Any final words or advice that you would like to share with our chakra girl community? Ooh, what kind of advice would you like? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever comes to your, I know this is the hardest question. This is as hard as tell me about yourself. So <laughs> I just like to yeah. throw Um, is there, I mean, do you feel like there's any advice that your community is looking for? Maybe from a place of like, just what if it's like from a place of how to just like be more connected to like that kind of like the stress comes from that, like fight or flight. And like, if we know that like the physical, a lot of like the physical issues with our skin can come from stress, any kind of tips maybe on how to kind of tune into the body and bring yourself back to a place yes. of peace. Oh my gosh. Okay. Love this. So I think what's really important is to continue 
continue to distill things down. For instance, if you feel just in general, so stressed right now, first you need to figure out what, where in your body you're feeling it and what's triggering it. So take a moment to pause, like feeling so stressed, so all over the place. My brain can't even slow down. Stop. Where are you feeling it? Is it your heart? Is it um, your throat? Like where, where is it connecting to that piece? taking some, taking some deep breaths and then really distilling down where is the stress coming from? And if you're someone that likes to write things down, I think that's an incredible way. Either like say it out loud to yourself, write it down, but really pick out those pieces of, okay, what are the root causes of it? Okay. Now that you have the root causes of those stress, what is in my control and what is out of my control for these Mm -hmm. things? Is it a conversation I need to have? Is it a person I need to maybe talk to less? You know, maybe there's like one of those like energy vampires that you're just like letting someone in too much. Do you need to draw up more boundaries? What, what are those things you can do about each of them? And then what is outside of your control that you do just have to let go? It's like, I really have no control over maybe how this person is acting towards me or, you know, how I'm feeling about a situation, whatever that is, letting that go and just taking some deep breaths and just really, really connecting to it. And then just make a plan moving forward. I think a lot of our stress comes from not understanding. Again, back to not communicating correctly with someone, not knowing what they're thinking, not knowing what you're going to do with something. So when you can distill it down and then create a plan from there, I'm going to have this conversation. I'm going to you know, choose to spend my evening like this. Maybe you had a whole evening booked of things and you're like, you know what? My body just really needs rest tonight. And that is so important to give back. The more we can just listen to our bodies and then create a plan based on our stress is really going to help bring that down. Mm, That's so powerful because I feel like when people feel stressed or like in a rut, the number one reaction is to go into avoidance and kind of like push it away and distract yourself. So pay attention to it, ask it questions and then make a plan. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, ladies, thank you again so, so much. Can you tell everyone where they can find you online, where they can shop ClearStem? Absolutely. So all things ClearStem is clearstemskincare.com. And then across all social platforms, which we have a ton of education is ClearStem Skincare. Danielle's personal Instagram is Danielle, the acne guru. As you guys heard her today on the podcast, she literally is. And my personal Instagram is Kaylee.Christina. Beautiful. Thank you guys. We're going to link you to everything in the show notes. Everyone make sure to check out these beautiful ladies, their beautiful products, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 